Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Tailgate Pod. We're so excited to, to be here. We actually have a, a very special episode for mm. you all here today. Uh, so me and, and Riley and uh, a few brothers of mine, we're actually at the uh, Open James. Is it? The Open James Gate uh, Guinness Brewery. Yes, Baltimore. In Baltimore, Be Maryland. More. So this is a, uh, a yearly sabbatical for us that we go out and we thought it uh, being as the content of this episode, it would be absolutely perfect to come in and uh, just share a little bit of what God has put on our heart and what this group has is, is been about. So our, our topic today is actually going to be Covenant Brotherhood. Uh, but just just because of that and, and, and the nature of where we're at, we're actually outdoors recording right now and uh, just want if the audio quality is is not as good as uh, it normally is, we want to apologize ahead of time. But bear with us. We got a really awesome episode for each and every one of you guys today. But Riley, as as uh, our normal tradition, it is episode ten. Ten. Uh, so we're going to dub this the DeAndre Hopkins episode. Hopkins. Okay. Okay. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm joined, obviously, by uh, Jason Kennedy and uh, Dan Richardson. What's up, y'all? Hello. Why, why not a famous and pretend like, like even more like oh, Dennis wow. Rodman? Oh, wow. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Now, bro, now, you know, Robin, the worm, Robin, the when Robin needs to go on vacation, he just goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it, hey, Coach, I you know, know we're in the playoffs. I need a vacation. We're going to redub this to Dennis Rodman episode. Rod we Rod. apologize. DeAndre Hopkins. We uh, love you. We love you. We do. Oh, we hope you listen to the pod. Yes, yes. Uh, but I think Dennis Rodman is a little bit more Dennis appropriate. Not that we're all go. rebellious, not that, but it is fitting. We're out here just hanging out, having conversations, enjoying the time together. And uh, yeah, so today we're we're going to be talking about uh, covenant brotherhood and, mm. and what that looks like. And uh, I mean, I'm just really excited about today's uh, today's episode. And uh, you know, there's there's a few covenant relationships in, in Scripture outside of uh, God's relationship with His people. And outside of uh, marriages and whatnot, those type of covenant relationships. But they're actually like brotherhood type relationships or sisterhood relationships. So shout out to all our uh, sister listeners out Mm. there. Sisterhood relationships are are just as important. Hey, girl. And uh, (laughs) so we're, uh, so yeah, yeah, two two that come to mind are uh, obviously David and Jonathan. And, uh, you know, those are probably pretty pretty common in, in most people's uh, biblical knowledge, but uh, Ruth and Naomi also yeah. are two two uh, relatives, and, and Naomi having a, a, a covenant relationship with Ruth and whatnot, and that's an awesome story. We're, we're not really going to dive into all, both those stories today, uh, but I would encourage you to look into them. They're, they're very interesting, um, and, and as we talk about what a covenant relationship is today and, and what that looks like, I just think it'll be... Uh, really cool to unpack and, and, and for you to just on your own go and, and research those relationships. And uh, I'm just going to read real quick out of First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 18 verses 1 through 5 and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into the content from there. So it says uh, in verse 1, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, and he meaning David, um, the soul, excuse me, uh, David and uh, Jonathan. So the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day, and he would not let him return to his house again, talking about David. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him just as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of his robe that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out and was uh, successful wherever Saul sent him. 
So Saul set uh, set him over the men of war, and it, this was good. Uh, this was good in the sight of all people, also in the sight of Saul's servants. And I just I think we get a picture. I, I, I think it's a little, it's really deep how Scripture talks about it there, how the the souls were knitted together, and um, how how much Jonathan himself as as being the traditional in a traditional sense the heir to the kingdom how right. he submitted himself to uh, to David but um, you know the, the, what what I love about this picture is that uh, one it shows uh, the love that that Jonathan had for David he had a love for him as a brother in a sense that that he wouldn't allow even his own birthright to come between that mm-hmm. so he would surrender that to him and that, that's that's a pretty awesome thing and uh, anyway, so as we get into the content here today, we're just going to go through a few questions and we'll just have some conversations and discussions today and uh, we'll see where, where the Holy Spirit leads us in that. So I just want to throw this out there. I'll let you all uh, hash that out uh, amongst ourselves here. Uh, but what do you all think is a, a covenant type relationship? What is a covenant relationship to you all? Yeah, I think for me, um, I, I think one of the, the primary keys is I think in our Western and our American context, we kind of get the idea of contracts. Like there's a contract for your your cable, yeah. uh, for your cell phone, and it, and basically what a contract is is like, hey, as long as you meet your end of the deal, and I like the way you meet your end of the deal, mm-hmm. then I'll meet my end of the deal. Yeah. Um, but at, at any point, um, when either one of us determines that that's not the case anymore, then we pull the plug. We walk away from this relationship this transaction mm-hmm. we have uh, I think where covenants different um, from contract contract says as long as you will I will mm-hmm. covenant says I will even when you won't mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's what we see modeled in the covenants that God established with establishes with us um, I think that's the intent of the marriage covenant again if you have a, a biblical worldview um, there are days that you are going to be able to bring 90% and your spouse is only going to be able to bring 10%. Guess what? You're bringing 90 um, yeah. because it's about both of you. You both are in it together. Um, you can't say, well, you're only doing 10%, so I feel this isn't beneficial anymore. No, like this is a covenant. We're in this together. Um, and I know that's hard. Um, and it at is, the same yeah. time, when it comes to covenant brotherhood, covenant friendship, covenant sisterhood, um, I think as long as you have the presupposition that we are in this forever uh regardless hey maybe i'm bringing 100 percent and you're bringing zero i'm still not going to give up on this relationship because that's what we see modeled uh, from the covenant that god establishes with us so that's, um, that's good that's good by you guys jason dan i, mean, I think just spinning off what riley said like you know a contract there's always a way out mm. um you know contract you an agreement, but man, it always seems like there's a way to break that contract within wow. it. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah. And a, just a, a covenant relationship, like you were alluding to, man, that doesn't exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? That that is a. I mean, we are we are entering this together for the long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That yeah. There is not an expiration. There's not a way out. Right. I mean, this is this is a an agreement between us, but as well as agreement between God. You know Come what I'm on, saying? Man. We are we're committing to Him. To be in a relationship together, mm-hmm. um, and I, mean, I just think that speaks to the, the power of a covenant relationship, versus versus just a, a, a relationship, a friendship. You know sure, I, mean? I think sure. that I think that what is what brings it up. 
um, a level is knowing that it's not a one one v one or, or a right. one and one type deal. It's, right. it's like a marriage. There's another partner in that. That's, and that's good. And that's the Lord, you know, who's who's holding that together. So. For me, I think of uh, this is a really good one. I think that you might not think about it that much. How about Jesus and John the Baptist? Ooh, okay, Ooh. come on, talk one. to him. So, John the Baptist really is through Scripture. I mean, he's like destined prophecy to be the the, the one that kind of lifts Jesus up. Elijah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know that um, everyone, even Jesus, needs someone in their life, almost as a, a scaffolding to wow. um, build around them and to lift them That's up. Really good. And when Jesus came, it was John the Baptist who said, this is the Lamb of God who wow. comes to take away the sins of the world. And lifts him up and points the finger at him and baptizes him. And they have a, a nice relationship, a nice covenant. And just imagine what it, what it felt like for Jesus' um, heart, how that shadow crossed his heart when he found out that John the Baptist lost his head. That sure, time, sure. You know, when he was in jail. And he, they, they were warned about their business. And he, he heard, got news that John the Baptist was dead. They had a very special relationship. Uh, that we really don't yeah. focus on that much. That's good, bro. Jesus himself talks about him at John the Baptist as, as nobody. Greatest. Right? Greatest, greatest of yeah. all, all, the, all the prophets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's Jesus saying that. So mm -hmm. that that's just brings a whole other context to, one, their relationship and how Jesus himself saw him. Uh, I don't think Jesus was handing out cool points or anything like that. I think Jesus genuinely felt like that yeah. in his heart about him. And uh, that's just... You know, I, I think that you talk about sacrifice, and I think that that's a huge part of covenant-type relationship. And again, if we we look at different types of covenant relationships that we're into, most of the times when we have covenant relationships in our lives, it, it's usually our, our marriage. Sure. So our relationship with our spouse. So there's an enormous amount of sacrifice that I can tell you, me going into my marriage, uh, I was not prepared or even aware of. Uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit had to bring those to light and had to teach me how to navigate those things um, in a way that would uh, that would that would be concurrent with what I promised to bring to the table. There you go. Um, and that's that's the thing about covenant relationships is they're not based off performance. Mm, right. uh, and that's the biggest thing. Like y'all talk about that's contracts, good. contracts, and, and that's that's right. a big deal. Um, but contracts are always based on performance. Right. If you don't if the perform, person, I'm out. That's right. And I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for another I option. I can go yep. out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This service over here is better, so I'm yep. opting out of this contract to yep. start. Yeah. And that's in there. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a legal thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you stayed there from the beginning. You break yeah, the contract, yeah. then you're all of a sudden you're out of out of the loop. But see, mm. covenant is not based on the performance of the other person. It's based on the the person who makes the covenant. So God doesn't uh, move away from us because he. Um, he wants us to. He wants to live out of relationship with us. We are the ones who choose to, to, mm. to be away from God. Yeah. But here's the funny thing, and, and um, I heard it once said to me, uh, and, and we're talking about apologetics, and we're talking about the different deities, and, and, and how different religions view God, uh, whether it's a different God or whether it's the God that we, you know, we believe in, and how they view Him in a different way. Um, Christianity or uh, following Jesus is the only religion, I hate to use that word, but I'll, let's just use that for the sake of this conversation, it's the only religion where the deity is in constant pursuit mm. of the subject. Come Every on, other one yeah. is the other way around. Right. I, I think we've talked about that in the podcast, and that's just that's what a covenant relationship is, is that I'm going to be in pursuit of you so that you can know me, my mercy, and my grace. And, you know, I know we're talking about covenant brotherhood, and obviously, I mean, the 
the greatest example of that is Jesus. Yeah. You know, so we can't we can't we can't walk away from uh, that sort of an example in our lives. But um, going a little bit deeper in, in in or taking that a little bit more specific to uh, a relationship with a friend or something like that, coming in brotherhood says, hey, I'm going to be committed to our relationship. I'm going to be committed to. Um, to encouraging you, to praying for you, to blessing you, to being whatever I can be a blessing to you, uh, no matter where you are, where you're at, right there, no matter yeah. how how you feel towards me, and um, you know that that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, uh, Mike, I think you know, kind of going back to what Jason brought up about um, Jesus and John the Baptist and that relationship. Um, you know, contract says I need you for my success where covenant says I'm committed to your success right Um, and and again it's just real different and um, I I think a a modern parable one that I think of when I think of a covenant brotherhood is is bad boys Um, so you know Martin and and Will Smith yeah dude and and what I see is ride or die bad boys for life you know Um, and and I just think of, of you know my relationship with my wife my relationship with my children it's ride or die like hey like i'm with y'all or i'm gonna die and and i see that modeled in my savior jesus said riley i'm with you i will never leave you or forsake you in fact i die for you that's right um and i I think we just yeah yeah, and i think we have to have that we have to have that understanding before we can even step into covenant or else you may step into something you call covenant but what you mean is contract Mm. yeah um that's good that's really good um, what do y'all think about how do, how do you feel covenant relationships have, have shaped who you are right now today that's a that's a pretty deep question and, uh, yeah. um, I'll, I'll uh, we'll, we'll let you guys think about it a little bit here but uh, uh, it, it's, it's an important question I think yeah um, like I can always talk about my wife Tasha um, but since we're talking about brotherhood um, you know what I can think of is is Again, a covenant brother of mine, um, Joe Adams. Um, so for those of you who've been listening to the pod for a while, you know that Joe, he's our lead pastor at Manor Church, Colorado Springs. Um, but before that, he was a site pastor here at Manor Church in Fayetteville, Fort Bragg. And that's where our relationship started. Uh, we were serving together. And in a very real way, I felt that my role was to make Joe successful. And Joe felt the same way about me. And even though he's gone on to church plant, so he's mm-hmm. relocated, he moved, and here I am trying to like continue to grow what we have here, um, we still have that relationship. So I went out for his launch a couple of years ago. And yeah. so it's, it's like we picked up right where we left off. Um, so I think covenant relationships, they transcend, they transcend um, distance, they transcend mm-hmm. time. Um, and again, I think it's a it's mutual benefit but each party is more interested about the other than they are about themselves. Um, and so the cool thing about me and Joe is where we pray for one another, we encourage one another, we compare notes, um, and we never see each other in a competitive rivalry type of fashion. Um, and I feel that's what kind of causes compromise in friendships and in um, even more intimate relationships like a marriage or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. The moment you see your spouse as the bad guy, there's a little bit of a wedge that the enemy's kind of formed. So, um, so again, that's my two cents about a relationship that that's deep, 
um, and it's constant, even though it's distant. So, yeah. And I think, I think for me, uh, how they've shaped me is, um, you know, this trust thing. You know, all men have a hard time sharing. Yeah. I think and, and, and connecting yeah, yeah. and being being real with each other. Um, you know, my background is. It's just an interesting background with a lot of broken trust from authority figures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, just having a relationship with you guys around this table even has helped me to, I guess, be comfortable in my own skin. You know what wow. I'm saying? I think I think early on, I think there's a lot of a lot of people early on, man, they get wounded in who they are, especially as men. And, uh, and that can be a father wound or any type of authority figure, you know what I mean, that is... That is that a wound has happened in your heart, sure, you know what sure. I mean? And, and for me, just having this um, covenant, covenant relationship with you guys, I mean, it, it's, it's helped me be who who I am and, and okay with who I am. Almost almost discover who I am, even even as old as I am right now, you know what I mean? Like, it's provided a safe place knowing that, I mean, I got guys in my, in my back pocket, you know what I mean? I got guys behind me that hold me up when I need held up or when I need to just tell you how I really feel right (laughs) you know what I mean like you guys are still around when I'm done right you know what I mean and there you go and uh it's just been a real it's been an encouragement and a help and a support to to walk out of some of that you know those injuries or and stuff and become the man of God you know that that I'm called to be um having people just be able to look at you and know Man, God's got a calling on your life, right? And I can see that, and I'm gonna walk with you through it, mm. no matter what you bring to the table. You know what I mean? We're gonna get through that, like injuries, whatever junk you bring, man. Let's just lay it on the table. We're gonna get through it, and then, and then we're gonna see who God called you to be, and we're gonna be, you know, in that with you. That's good. Um, that 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 is, I think, the biggest um, impact in the way that it shaped me. Wow. Personally. You, know, you know, Dan, you you brought up uh, the whole a safe place. And I wonder in in what ways does that does a gospel translate to that kind of a relationship with God? Mm. Um, how many of right. us? How many of, the, of our listeners? I mean, listeners, if you guys are out there, and, and look, I've been I've been in those places too, uh, where we have a hard time trusting God with the real us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and sometimes the real us is, you know, it may be fun, it may be palatable, it may be tolerable, it may be funny, it may be you know attractive to other people, but sometimes. Our feelings and our nature in, in, in us, our sin nature, uh, makes us ugly in, in certain ways. And, right. and I think that uh, an inaccurate view of what the gospel is creates a, a place where we don't feel we can come to God uh, with our problems. 100%. And, and I, let me tell That's you, really like, like, if you don't have a safe place to go and take that ugliness to, uh, it's going to fester. Oh, it's going to yeah. fester and it's going to grow and it's going to develop and eventually it's going to kill you. Wow. I, I think that's something that keeps men especially and, and I'm sure it applies to women but I know for men I mean I think that's what I think that's something that keeps men out of a, a relationship that sure. could come yeah. in type why, of why bother right man mm-hmm. why bother yep. why get hurt again right. or you know what I mean I mean that's what you know yeah. like, I don't want to share my stuff man like I don't want people to know my stuff you right. know what I mean and we all got stuff. Yeah, that, sure. I think that is the biggest hurdle to get over is every one of us, every one of us yeah. around this table, every one of us listening. I mean, we all got our stuff, man. Come I mean, on. It's, we need those people that love us through the stuff. That's it. You know That's what I mean? it. And yep. the stuff isn't the thing that hangs them up. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing about 
Um, what we're talking about is it, it's easy to, to say that where we're at and whatnot, but you know, for some listeners, that doesn't mean that we go into this type of relationship with everybody. I think that there's a there's a organic portion that that you you can't construct this. I believe that God brings uh, a group of people like like who we are right here. It's a sign yeah. um, that 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 brings us together and it brings us to a place where we can do that. And there may be people that I can be open with, but. Um, Maybe they'll, maybe they'll think I'm pretty jacked up, man. Right. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, sure. you know, and, and there there may be people that come to me and oh man, I don't think I'm equipped to handle that. Mm. Um, so I I, I want to say that as we continue through this conversation, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh, further down, uh, further into the content about uh, building covenant type relationships and identifying those in our lives. Um, I think probably some of our listeners probably have covenant type relationships and uh, honestly we'd love to hear about that uh, you can all, you can follow us on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook and when I drop us a story if you have a covenant type relationship we'd love to hear about it I think that that's something that's uh, I don't want to say it's a lost art hmm. but uh, it's not something that it's not, we don't talk talking. about it's it not, right yeah, we just don't not. talk about it yeah, yeah. it's not um, I know for me covenant relationships have shaped me to be a lot a lot more selfless hmm. That's the thing about covenant relationship is that people will always disappoint you. Your mm. best friends will always disappoint you. And it's in those moments of disappointment that you have a choice to continue to be committed to who you are. And, you know, when people disappoint you, it doesn't mean that, hey, they suck. Right. It means that maybe that part of their life isn't exactly the best. Maybe God's working in them. I mean, there's so many other explanations for it. Right. Um, but if you're in a covenant-type relationship, if you made a choice to be committed to this relationship, whether it's it's ugly or whether it, it you know good times and bad times. So sure. I know it shaped me to be a lot more selfless, and it's it's really caused me and forced me to reflect a lot of my my own selfishness. And you know, we talk about covenant relationships; that it's it's being Christ-like at the end of the day. Mm. It really is. Um, I don't know what do you think, Jason. You feel like covenant relationships? have shaped you in, in your walk? Absolutely. Uh, I've been thinking about that. Um, you know, a covenant relationship goes beyond friendship. It's not just a friendship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I like that, yeah. I mean, look at Jonathan and David. Uh, that's more than a friendship. You hear all the time they were friends. Right. There's more than that. Um, my my covenant and my good friend and beyond friendship, I was raised in the faith by a woman. Mm. Um, not only a woman, but a black woman at that. Um that has taught me so many things, practical things. What, what does that look like? Um, she's my counselor. She raised me in the faith, mm. listened to my problems, gave me advice. She taught me practical things. Um, I got to see, um, learn from her experience that she shared. Um, she's an excellent speaker, and she would be invited to these, uh, these places to speak, and she would have uh, men go before her, and they would eat her time up that she was allotted and they really didn't disregard her um, at all because hey you're a woman you know whatever and whatever time left we'll give it to you you go last and she's taught me when you prepare a sermon how when I prepare it how to break it down so that if you take my time away I can say this Mm. take my time away here that's good right now 10 minutes well I've got 30 minutes 10 minutes 5 minutes if I got 2 minutes what are you going to say from the sermon Mm. and she taught me how to do that Here's another thing about covenants that goes beyond friendship. 
I'm a graphic designer, and I work, I work downtown, and as she rode through the area, she would pray for me and pray for my boss to see wow. what she sees in me wow. and what God sees in me Come and on, constantly amazing. cover me in prayer. Yeah, yeah. see, that's, that's huge, man. That's huge, yeah. That's huge. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of times I think we can get very complicated. There are a lot of practical things we can do to show our support for, for people uh, that we're in relationship with, but... Um, I love our senior pastor, uh, Michael Fletcher. He, he shared a, I, I asked a question in uh, one of the mentoring groups that we're in yesterday, and he talked about, uh, uh, I asked him a question about one of Jesus' healings, and uh, essentially what, what, what he got to was uh, about loving people. And it blew my mind the way he, he, he had articulated something that he had heard from another pastor a long time ago, and, and it basically came down to, you know, you can... When, when, when it came to praying for, for healing or for something along those lines. Yeah, Jesus um, was moved by compassion. Jesus was moved by compassion. Mm-hmm. And and compassion translates to love. Right. Uh, and that's the expression of compassion. You feel compassionate about something. You feel led to do something about it. You, uh, whatever. It could be correcting it wrong. It could be bringing justice. It could be doing what's within your power mm-hmm. to advance and put someone else before you. And that takes love, and it takes a special kind of love to do that. And and, and it just, as as he was saying that, I felt, I felt very, uh, I just felt mad that, that you know what that's that's when we talk about praying for people, we're we're doing what's within our power to be able to um, to lift other people up above ourselves. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. So yeah. So moving on a little bit. Um, you know, I know we talked about what what are covenant type relationships, uh, specifically covenant brotherhood relationships, and uh, we talked a, a little bit about how covenant relationships have, have shaped us and have built us, and and I, I just love that what what we've talked about so far. I know it's been very encouraging to me. Um, another thing that's really important is you know I'd like to shift to make this a little bit more practical. So how can I want identify if I have a relationship that is maybe a covenant type relationship, and how can we start building these relationships? And before I, before we get into this question, I, I just want to address something here. I want to make sure that we understand this. You know, I, I think that there's an important step to a covenant relationship, and that is the acknowledgement of it. And I think a lot of times we can go, well, yeah, I got I got my best friend, or this person is very close. You know, have you told them what that means? Are you are you just assuming that they know that? Um, and and I, I just got to tell you, you know, it's important that we don't just assume that they get it, because we may not have other opportunities to be able to express to, to people who are in relationship like that to us, or, or means mean that to us exactly uh, how we feel about their relationship. So it's important to address that first of all. So if you if you feel like you, as we get through this this last part of, uh, of the podcast, if you feel like you're in a relationship with, with people like that, I want to challenge you. Do they know that? Hmm. And have you acknowledged that? And if you haven't, I want to encourage you uh, and challenge you really to acknowledge that. Uh, and make it a big deal because it is. It is a big deal because that person in your life make, is, is a big deal. So uh, I'm not saying, hey, you got to have uh, a huge celebration like a wedding or something. I ain't saying like that. But... There's an acknowledgement and a process, I think, that, that goes with it. Jonathan uh, had had shared this with David, 
And not only did he do that, but he gave everything that made Jonathan who he was. Gave him his armor. Gave his armor, his bow, his sword, his robe, everything that made Jonathan who he was, he gave it to to David and, and, and it wasn't a, a surrender thing it was and it wasn't even a submission thing it what it was was um, it's huh? it's a partnership I, I am so devoted to you what's mine is yours period like emotion emotions out of this and you know same thing with um, Naomi and Ruth they you know that they, they acknowledge that type of relationship in their lives and uh, you know we, we see how God used that relationship in both those individuals' lives, and David, um, and, and Jonathan, and Naomi, and Ruth, um, to to glorify himself. And I, so, and I think yeah. a key a key word is access. Hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I have access to what you have, and I think that's what they're showing there. Is yeah, that's good. I'm making this access available, so sure. I have access to your stuff. Right, it's part you have yeah. access to my stuff. Not my money. There's part, not, not, a, not yeah. my money. We're gonna draw the line there. Yeah, there's. Dan. Well, <laughs> you know, but, I, but it's, yeah, I got you. There's not I'm much guarded in that, though. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? no, I get He's what saying, you mean. Look, you got my mean. stuff. Yeah, you got my stuff. Mm-hmm. What's even cooler is he's just saying you got my stuff. He's yeah. not looking for his my, stuff back. My, my for weapons you. are your weapons. Not, yeah. right. My defenses are your defenses. He's not asking. He's he's not saying and yours is mine. No, no, no. He's saying, look, mine's yours. Yep. You know Regardless I mean? of where David was, right. David could show up with zero. That's cool. 100% yep. Jonathan was still David. Yeah. That's, 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 so that's good. That's good. So how, how can we identify these things, and how can we how can we start building and investing in these types of relationships? Yeah, just in our conversation so far, I, I immediately hear three categories. Okay. Um, so I like that. I, I think there's... I think the obvious one is, is the marriage covenant, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for those of us who are in... Uh, marriages um, in biblical marriages then then you know your spouse you were in covenant relationship with that that is your greatest advisor your greatest asset your your partner um, so so don't miss that opportunity I think a lot of them are inherent meaning you brought up Ruth and Naomi yeah. um, so that's mother-in-law um, yeah you know what I'm saying so I think for a lot of us um, and again we, we live in a Western world we live in America um, and there's just a lot of stuff that we're all dealing with and um, the relationships between parent and child isn't always the best. Right. Um, but it is an opportunity for a covenant relationship. It, it is, is an opportunity to be like, you know what, regardless of what you bring to the table, I'm still all in. That's right. Um, so and, and I think if, if many of us decide to say that exact phrase, regardless of what you bring, I'm all in, I think we see some fruit. Um, in those relationships. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, the third thing, uh, the third category I would identify, and this kind of goes back to Jonathan and David. Um, when you read that scripture to begin with in Samuel, it it sounded like it just clicked. Like they just happened to be in the same setting at the same time and God did something. Um, That's so true. What I've noticed about covenant relationships in my life, it wasn't someone who I was on Christian Mingle or whatever trying to find, <laughs> hey, I need a friend.com. I just, I, happen- <laughs> I, I, just, I just happened to be in the same place as this person and something clicked and I just knew and they knew and it grew. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's something powerful in that. I don't want a lot of our listeners to miss that, yeah. um, that a key ingredient to covenant is the God Man, factor. So good. I mean, yeah. How could you do a covenant relationship without the example and the following of Christ, without the Holy Spirit? Right. I don't know how you could. I mean, he's the author of covenant relationships. Mm. And, and, I mean, seriously, like, I, I know what it's like to walk in a marriage outside of God. Mm. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you can't do it. It's not possible. 
And if you do, what you end up with is not what God intended. Come I can on. assure you of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the the God factor is is a huge, it's a huge, huge, huge thing. I think I think how I, you know, my encouragement I think and how to do this is, and, and kind of bouncing off of what Riley said and, and the God factor is, is just you know quickly like one of the covenant relationships I think about in Scripture is um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, God. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big old covenant relationship. Right. He's promising them. God is telling them, look, you're going, you're my dude. Yep. And, and nations are going to come from right. you. Yep. It wasn't, though, until this guy named Jacob come on the scene, right, who, I mean, he knew this covenant. Mm-hmm. And so he worked to try to get this covenant. But that wasn't God's plan, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until Jacob re-identified himself as mm-hmm. Jacob. You know, in Genesis 32, he wanted... He wanted that covenant to happen so bad that he lied about who he was. Wow, wow. He chased after it so much. But it didn't come about until he he, he said, I'm Jacob. God asked him, who are you? Mm. He said, I'm Jacob. And that's when the covenant yeah. happened. That's so when he I'm renamed gonna, From this day Israel. forward, I'm going to call you Israel. Right. Yep, yep. And I think, you know, the biggest thing I get from that is, you know, these covenant relationships, you gotta you got to be able to be real. You, know, I mean, you got to come real. Yep. Yeah. Um, you got to enter this thing real and be vulnerable and be willing to be vulnerable. Um, As the person making the covenant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How about you, Jason? What do you think? I think Raleigh had a good example with uh, marriage, um, but also th- those are that's an awesome example. Very common. Think outside the box when you're looking for someone. Um, how about single mothers? Mm. I know a ton of single mothers mm-hmm. who have sons. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah that could use uh, the covenant relationship there. Uh, it could be someone, a co-worker at work. Yeah. You know, I, I was in my office and I would have people sneak into my office and ask me questions all the time and mm. they want to talk about stuff um, that are personal in their life and those are opportunities uh, to, to have a covenant with someone to, that you want to scaffold here, you want to build up and, and pray for and, and, and have more of a, a friendship with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think outside the box a little bit. Um, it could be your own child. That's good. You know, I think we've talked a lot about children, uh, and and obviously, you know, I I think the obvious ones are our relationship with God and our our marriages, Uh, but our relationship with our kids, you know, our kids need to understand, they they need to know. So, again, as I challenged uh, all of our listeners earlier, if if you have people that you have that type of relationship or kind of what we're describing right here and you haven't told them, hey, look. I want you to stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to the podcast right now and address that immediately. Come on. Uh, and I'm with your kids. Your kids should know that too, that you are committed to them. You know, I, I find that it's um, it's just that the the day that we live in uh, is, is one where uh, people have a hard time being, I don't want to say genuine, like everybody's trying to be fake. So don't hear that. Uh, but it's hard for people to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to feel safe in an environment. And, you know, that translates to our kids. And our kids need to feel like they have a safe place to come to their, with their problems. Uh, or with their... And, and, you know, I know we, we talk about the benefit of a covenant relationship in, in the sense of every time I have a problem, it's a great place to be. There are great things in... Uh, there are great things during the good times of covenant relationship. I mean, right now we're... All, all four of us right here, we're, we're, that, that's the nature of our relationship. 
uh, and why we come out here once a year and just kind of decompress and hang out and just have conversations and be ourselves. And we don't wear any hats while we're out here other than who we are. And regardless of how that sits with us, we, we, we enjoy that, we celebrate it, we encourage it. Um, so, you know, it, it's just a, it, it's a good place to, to, to be able to do that. Our, our kids need to feel like they have that safe place when they need it. Yeah. So it's great to have that when it's good. But see, here's what a lot of times we find ourselves in a place where we need a relationship because all of a sudden it becomes a need. Not just something that's great. Come on. Like where we're at right now, we're just enjoying. We're hanging out. We're having a few brews. We're we had we just enjoyed a couple of cigar or a few cigars and man, it's just been great time of fellowshipping and hanging out, catching up, uh, and just enjoying relationship with each other. But here's the thing: the day that I need it, mm. that is Shifts. already built Shifts. in, and I can I can go in and mm. access that. Right. So uh, sometimes we good. like to get into this place where when we need it, we try to build it. And right. you know what? Man, you really can't good. build it like right. You can't build that overnight. Really it doesn't right. work like that. So that's why I tell you, hey, if you got people in your circle that you have this sort of a relationship or you feel this calling in your life to be devoted to them in this way, outside of, obviously, your wife. Your wife doesn't know it. Look, guys, I'm going to give you a free one right here. Tell your wife that you're devoted to her and you're committed to her 100% no matter what she brings to the table. Come on. Tell her that if she brings her, ver- her worst, you will strive to be your best. Come on. I'm just going to tell you right now, you know what? I'll just let it be, but you just enjoy that. That's a freebie. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, don't wait to build this type of a relationship when you need it. The right. time to build it is now. Right. It's right now where you're at, right there, Man, uh, really and good. connect with it, connect with the people around you. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my, how I feel about building covenant relations. Don't wait till it's too late. Uh, and and I don't mean too late like you can't ever pick it up. I'm, I mean like, don't wait till there's a need yeah. to be able to step into well, that. What would you say? Not to throw a curveball. What would you say to people that are listening that need that now? Then you know what I mean. Yeah. Like how do how do how does someone like that then get into that? Just just curious. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure there's people out there going, "Man, I wish I'd have had that built." Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I think that with something like that, um, it's important to manage your expectations. Understand yeah. that um, the relationship that I have with Jason, with Riley, with you, Dan, uh, it's been built up over time. So I can come to you with certain things, and and uh, I, can, I I don't even want to say sir. I can come to you guys with anything, yep. and and it, and it not only are you guys not going to look at me sideways, but you, here's the thing: y'all are going to point me to, to Jesus because every single every single one of us, all four of us right here, know that the only the only person who fixes issues, the only person who fixes us, is Jesus. Mm, come on, through the come work on. of the Holy Spirit. That's it. So we're going to be encouraged. We're going to be uh, praying for one another. We're going to be doing those things. Uh, right. But if you're in a place where you don't have that, and you feel in a place you need that, just start developing right now. But just understand that it's not going to be what you want it to be right away. So don't be discouraged by that. That doesn't mean that hey, this type of relationship isn't for you. It just means hey, you're not there just yet. Right. And you know, I was going to say, and I know I posed the question, and it wasn't a trick question. I was just thinking about this when you were talking. I can't think of a time in my life where I didn't have that person. I just failed to acknowledge that person. That's good. I think that's a key point because, um, like, when you asked it, the, the thing I immediately thought of was make it official. 
Um, right. Like when I see a lot of young people, and um, like I just see a lot more young people than I see other people. Um, but they like to have relationships that don't have names. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, we're we're just we just go together. What, what does that, that mean? What like, are, are, are y'all yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend? No, you know, we're not really labeling this. No, label it. Like, ma- make it official. Right. When you propose, you put a ring on it. And and Mike, I mean, I know I know you probably weren't trying to share this with all the listeners today, but when we when we start greasing the wheels with what we want to talk about today, Mike gave a gift to everyone here um, sharing on the podcast today. Uh, just a small token to say, hey, we're in covenant relationship. And if you look in scripture, every time God establishes right. a covenant, there, there is a seal of the covenant. Um, you, you take that to back to the garden where he gives the dominion mandate. And, and then we mess it up. And the seal is he offers a sacrifice to cover our sin and our shame. Right. Um, you That's fast right. forward to Noah. You fast forward to Abraham. You fast forward to Moses. You fast forward to what Jesus did on the cross. There is always a seal. There's something to say, hey, this is official. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just want to encourage the listeners to, to do that. Like, don't let it be this ambiguous thing. Yeah. Like, hey, are, are we committed or not? No, like, we're bros. Yeah. So let's go all in, all chips in, and be committed to the relationships. Right. You know, I think, I think it's important, too, to realize just some practical stuff. You know, I mean, we, we say God's faithful. Mm. we got to believe God's faithful. Mm-hmm. And I think this is God. I mean, you see it all through Scripture, like, to have these type of relationships. Yeah. I think... It happen without them. Right. And I I think, for me, personally, um, it was... It was... It was knowing... It was knowing that they're there, but they they may not be the person you're thinking. You know what I mean? It may be someone that's been praying for you, who's been rooting for you, that you didn't even think about, man. You know what I mean? And, And it may not be the person that you were wanting or thinking about, but they're the person that that God has That's placed you on mm-hmm. their heart. Um, and, and I think God's faithful in that. I think everyone has that. I yeah. think it's a matter of saying, all right, I'm going to look for it and I'm going to be vulnerable with it. Wow. Yeah. So, covenant relationships, uh, covenant brotherhood, covenant sisterhood. Ladies, we don't want to leave you. Obviously, y'all, y'all need sisterhood too. Y'all That's true. Y'all need, yes, we do. Look, we, we would be lost without y'all. Um, but, um, yeah. You want to pursue it. You want to understand what its nature is. I think that uh, it's too easy to get caught up in. And let me tell you, the world, the enemy, however you want. And when I say the enemy, I mean anything that that's against you being Christ-like. And it could be a thought. It could be a person. It could be a force. It could be something that you feel deep down in, in your gut. All those things are things that are set against making you more like Jesus. Right. And for all of you that are that, that are listening, I want to encourage you to find those types of relationships. Yeah. If you have them, identify them, acknowledge them, and you know what? Invest in them. Yeah. Honestly, celebrate those types of relationships. Yes, it's a little weird. I, I'm not going to lie. It's because it's different. And I don't say weird like it's weird like it's weird. I mean, it's weird like it's different. It's right. different because it's not celebrated now. But you know what? Riley, you brought, brought up a really good point. The... the Every covenant. So when we when you get married, everybody everybody gets married. You get a, a wedding ring. So a wedding ring is symbolic in a lot of in a lot of ways. I'm not going to get into all the, the how it is that we started getting wedding rings and whatnot. But here's the thing: in our current culture, in our current context, when do you get rings? You graduate high school. Mm. You graduate 
college. Get that chip. You get a championship. Get that chip. That's right. If you Michael Jordan, you got too many. Come on. Uh, you get championship, right? Rings are a symbol of a, uh, of celebrating a level of success Come on. that is unique and it is meant Set to be apart. celebrated. Mm-hmm. So acknowledge those things and have things around you that are going to uh, remind you that you are in a covenant relationship, that you are in a committed relationship with your wife, with God, with other people. And I'm going to tell you right now, God is going to bless that. He's going to be fr- He's going to multiply it and you will be fruitful in that. So, all right, well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, We just want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. Thank you for being so faithful. If you find this content valuable, we want to encourage you to to drop a like and subscribe and, of course, share the content if you find it valuable, if you know anybody who would get value from it. Uh, You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast content. Love you and God bless. Dana.